You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. God's never failed us and He won't start now. He promised us and He will be true to His promise. That's what I love about our God. He is the only God being entity. He's the only God in the whole universe and in the history of mankind where um, He's the only God who is faithful and who has kept every single promise that He made. God's never failed us and He won't start now. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Feast at Home. And we are so excited because you are with us. I want to say hi to those who are joining us for the first time. If you are here for the first time, please type in the chat box. Please also understand that we want this to be interactive. We don't want this to just be like a movie because you need to participate. Because every time we discuss, every time we talk about God's word, you cannot stay Still, because you need to be active. You need to be listening actively to the Word of God. So I'm going to ask you to be active via the chat box. All right? So if you're for the, here for the first time, just type in there, I'm a first-time attendee. This is my first time, and then we will reach out to you. And for all those who have uh, been joining us for the past year, of more than a year of Feast at Home, just type in the box. Um, this is my, how many times have you attended? <laughs> if you've been joining us since, uh, and, and say that I am old, okay? Type it there. Type it there. Come on, come on. I am old. <laughs> I want to see that. You better do that now. I am old. Hi, Carmen. Kabaktulan. Yes, this is your first time. How are you? Um, okay, this is my nth time. I am old. Yes, Chris. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Chris and Alicia, for uh, leading us in worship. Uh, it's always a blessing to see families come to Jesus. Um, yes. Who else is old? <laughs> okay, I am old. I am old. All right. So uh, if, if you're ready, I, I, I am ready to go anytime. And uh, I just want to see people... Um, participating and I need you to share this and tag your friends okay share this and tag your friends so that they will remember okay I understand that because of what's happening around us priorities have changed and even the viewing time has changed you know I understand that not everyone can come live unlike the live feasts not everyone can come at 10 30 but some watch even after so uh this is my encouragement to you. Never get tired of sharing God's word. All right. Sharing God's word. All right. So we're gonna get we're gonna start now. And if you're ready, um, we are going to continue our uh, discussion on side A, side B. We're gonna talk about today, we're gonna talk about unleavened bread, false teachings. Unleavened bread, false teachings. So if you're ready, I'm ready, let's pray our favorite prayer here at the feast. Together in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. 
Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. And today I proclaim that, say this with me loud, okay? Loud and clear. Say it with me. I am God's beloved. I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, have your way in us today. Father, always remind us that we are beloved. We are your servants, that we are powerful champions. And as we wield the name of Jesus, we are made more than conquerors. Allow us, Lord God, to win over our struggles, our challenges for the rest of the week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Again, I'd like to welcome all of you to Feast at Home here in Feast Makati, formerly Feast Makati Glorieta, since we're not in Glorieta anymore. So we are now called Feast Makati. All right. And I need you again to share the video, share the stream, tag your friends. Okay. Our one big message for today, the title of this particular talk is God is healing your blindness. Yes, you read it right. God is healing your blindness. We are all blind. There are many times that we, we, we look for things and we cannot see it even if it's just before, right before our very eyes. I'll share with you something. There was one time I was looking for my glasses. I was looking for my eyeglasses and I looked everywhere and I looked everywhere and everywhere. I couldn't find it. I looked under the bed. I looked under the table, I went out, I tried to look look for it in the garage, and you know, I went I went through every floor of our house. I was already at the 62nd floor and I still couldn't find my glasses, only to discover to discover that they were right here. <laughs> they were right here. If that's not an indication that I'm growing older, I don't know what that is, okay? But but many times we, we look for things and they're just right before our very eyes. Okay? And, and, and our big message, our one clear big message today is pride will prevent us from seeing God. All of us are guilty of that. The Word of God says that pride is a reservoir of sin. That means all sin starts with pride. And pride will prevent us from seeing God, seeing his hand in our lives, seeing what God is doing because we're too proud to admit that we need God. Can you type in the chat box, I need God. I need God. And it depends on your desperation when you say that. And you know what? I'll give you a tip. Our desperation attracts God. Our desperation attracts God. No, God does not wait. Look, I, I just want to qualify that, okay? God is not a sadistic God. God will not allow you to, to, to do, be very, very desperate before he answers you. Look, it's, it's just our longing for him. It's our desperation that starts from the gut. It's when you really say, Lord God, I need you. 
I need you. And that's what we're going to do today. Okay? Pride will prevent us from seeing God. And it will prevent us from seeing the graces that God has been sending our way. Can I share a story with you? I know you know this story already. Um, I learned this when I was in prep, maybe. This is about the Emperor's New Clothes by Hans Christian Andersen. This is a, this is a, this is a fable, okay? Uh, um, remember, we talked about a fable and a parable. What's the difference? A fable makes you become good people. The lessons that fables teach will allow you to become good people, but parables will allow you to look to Jesus and allow you and make you, uh, if you follow that, if you heed the lessons, try to learn from the lessons of, the, of a parable, you will become good Jesus followers. Okay, so go back, going back to the emperor's new clothes. You know the story, but I'll give you, uh, in, in, case, in case you don't know the story anymore, in case you're too young to know the story, I'm going to give you a, a narrative of the story. There was once a king, and this king was no ordinary king because this king, I think, is a certified fashionista. This king loved to dress up. This king loved to flaunt whatever his, his, his riches are by the way he wears his clothes, okay? He, this king probably must have had all issues of GQ magazine. You remember GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly? Oh yeah, you know, I used to I used to collect GQ magazines every issue because I want to see what is the latest in men's fashion. Uh, you know, what is the latest in men's hair care, etc., etc. And and probably this King's Pinterest account is all about clothes and uh, this king really knew how to dress up. In fact, he made, he, he asked his tailors to make him a new suit every single day. Now, two people, swindlers at that, thank you. Um, I have my glass from my wife. Two swindlers came and came to know about this king and they saw an opportunity Okay, they saw an opportunity to swindle the king. So they went to the king and they said, Oh, mighty king, we have a very special kind of cloth. <laughs> a special kind of cloth that you might want. And this is so special that not everyone can see it. The king was so interested and he said, What kind of cloth is that? And the two swindlers said, um uh they they're so precious and so expensive not everyone could see them only the wise men could see them stupid people they won't see them they won't see them so the king got interested in this and he said yes i want that cloth i don't care how much that will cost me but i want that cloth for two reasons he wants to have the latest and number two he was also going to find out who among his ministers are stupid and who among his ministers are really wise and advisors, okay? So the king gave them a room 
so that they can work on that, work on the suit made of that special cloth. And the two swindlers got their money and they were fed very, very, very well in a very, very, very comfortable room where they can work on the suit. But they just pretended to work on it. Pretending to sew, pretending to snip and cut. One after after a week, the king sent his oldest, one of his oldest advisors to check on the two guys. And uh, when the advisor got into the room, he was wondering. They seemed to be working, but he couldn't see anything. And uh, one of the swindlers uh, talked to the advisor and said, don't you think this is such a nice piece? Don't you think... Don't you appreciate the cloth? It's so shiny, shiny, shimmering, splendid. And uh, the advisor couldn't see anything, but he knew that only stupid people will not see it. The wise will always see it. And he didn't want to be called stupid, so he pretended. He said, oh, yeah, that's a nice cloth. That's a nice piece. Where did you get that? Congratulations. And uh, they, were, they were marveling at, that, at the, the suit that was half finished. A week after, the king sent his wisest advisor. As soon as he got inside, he saw nothing, but the swindlers knew what to say. They said, see, it's now finished. And soon enough, we will show this to the king. The wisest advisor did not want to be called stupid. Even though he did not see that, see anything, he pretended to see the cloth because he was afraid that he would be called stupid. I just want to, uh, and they were ready. They were about ready to show this to the king. Okay. I just want to say something that um, the, 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 the lie that started with the two swindlers about the cloth, okay, was followed up with another lie and another lie, and another lie. And one of my messages this morning to you is that a single lie will need a million lies to prop it up. When you start telling a lie, you need another lie to, to uh, make that lie sound credible. And uh, to make that lie that will make the original lie sound credible, you need another lie. And eventually, there will be a million lies. But the problem is, you cannot be consistent with a lie. That's why in court cases, when you're being cross-examined, the lawyers who are out to prove that you're lying will ask you questions, the same question many, many, many times over. And they will look for inconsistencies. That's the problem. But because if you say the truth, the truth is the truth. And you cannot deviate from that. The truth is the truth no matter how you say it. Okay? So if you say the truth, then you'll be very consistent, okay? So a single lie will need a million lie to prop it up. So they showed it to the king, and the king said, "Woo!" Of course, the king at the back of his mind couldn't see anything, and he didn't want to be called stupid. So he took the lie and also started to lie. He said, wow, I've never seen anything like it, <laughs> literally. I've never seen anything like it. And they were all marveling when they, when they entered. The two, the advisors, were very noisy about it. And the king 
eventually eventually uh, rode on that lie and continued to lie. And look, look, the root of all this is pride because the king didn't want to be called stupid. The king didn't, didn't, didn't want to be called other, any, any name other than king, marvelous, wise. And out of pride, he told that lie. And this is the problem because pride will cause people to maintain a million lies just to take care, just to be careful of our pride, just to, you know, be, be careful because some people believe that my pride, that's the, that's the only thing that I have, my pride. But you know what? Pride is the only thing that you can eat and you will not gain weight. And my message today, brothers, sisters, friends, is that pride will not bring you anywhere because pride is the root of all sins. Again, Scripture says pride is the reservoir of sin. If you have a container full of sin, the sin is what's inside, but the container is pride because all sin comes from pride. Okay? So the king had to do that. All right? So they had to, the king said, okay, let's parade because he committed to that. And he announced it, that the king will parade, the king will show his latest suit. And he started to walk, but he was not wearing anything except underwear. But he pretended to see that, and they started the parade. And you know what? When they resumed, when they started the parade, everyone looking, they were clapping their hands, and they... They, they, they were so afraid to, to tell the king the truth that they do not see anything and they did not want to be called stupid as well. So everyone in the, in the parade participating that day was applauding, clapping for the king, and they were marveling at the emperor's new clothes. Until at one point, while they were in the parade, there was a little boy, a little boy who saw the king in his underwear. And he went to his dad and said, Dad, why is the king wearing just underwear? Must be jockey. Or, yeah, because this happened a long time ago. Maybe Warren. <laughs> if you know that Warren. <laughs> that nylon thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the boy said, why is he wearing underwear? And you know what? The king heard it. The king heard the boy. And he knew at that, at that time that he was swindled. He knew that the two swindlers duped him, conned him, and made him believe. But he was already in the parade. And he said, continue the parade. The show must go on. Our pride will deny the truth. Our pride will be blind to the truth. Something like that happened during the time of Jesus. And that's our scripture for today. We'll read Matthew 16, verse 1. One day, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. Funny thing about this verse is that 
It started by saying that the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to test Jesus. That means they were in the same room. That means they came together to test Jesus. The funny thing here is that the, if, if, if you know your history, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are, are, are enemies. They hate each other's guts. The Sadducees are the, the priests who controlled and, and, and uh, ruled and ran the temple. And they colluded with the Roman government so that they can continue to have power, etc., etc. Now, the Pharisees believe that they're the more liberal ones. They're the liberals. And they say that they have the authority to interpret Mosaic law. Okay? So they hated each other's gods. But because they had a public enemy number one, because as according to their perspective, Jesus was a public enemy number one. They had to come together. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay? So they, they came to test Jesus. All right? So let's continue. He replied. So they, they, they were saying, uh, okay, uh, what, they were demanding that Jesus show them a miraculous sign to prove his authority, meaning we don't believe you. Convince us some more. And here's what Jesus said in verse 2. He replied, you know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Jesus was calling them out. Jesus was calling them out. He was saying, look, you understand everything. You can predict things. But you are failing to see the more important things. You are failing to interpret the signs of the times. And he continues, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign, but the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Okay, Jesus was saying, you look for a sign. You ask for a sign because you fail to see the real thing. You ask a sign, you ask for a miraculous sign to prove to you my authority. Didn't you hear about the miracles that I performed? Didn't you hear about the people who were raised back to life? Haven't you seen that? And until now, you're blind to that truth because of your pride. And Jesus, in fact, was saying, Duh, I am the sign. I am the living sign. You want to approve of my authority? Look at what I did. I am the sign. And, and this shows us, brothers and sisters, a, a fact that what we usually are looking for sometimes is already in front of us. They were looking for a sign from heaven and they failed to see heaven himself. That's, that's human nature. And look, this is... What Jesus did. Matthew verse 4b. Then Jesus left them and went away. So it, it, it went like this. Jesus was saying, what? You're looking for a sign? I am the sign, guys. Okay. Okay, thanks. Bye. And he went away. And he went away. Jesus knew that no matter how he argued, because these guys hated him, and these guys are out to prove him as a false prophet that eventually 
his time will just be wasted. He'd rather do something else. And he walked away. Can I just make a side, uh, side preaching to, to people, those of you who are nursing a heartache, a broken heart right now, because you're, maybe your, your, your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend left you, okay? I want you to know that if they don't appreciate you, if they actually abuse you, if they don't see your value, okay, just do what Jesus did. Just walk away. Walk away. I'm not saying you walk away from your marriages, okay? We still believe that marriage is holy and what God has put together, no man shall put asunder. But, but if you're in an abusive situation, if your circumstances are abused, abusive and you're being abused, just do what Jesus did. Jesus left them and went away. Okay, you don't see my, my value. Okay, you don't see, you, you hurt me. You, I will not allow you to do that. Okay, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> yeah, just now, now, now going back to Matthew 16. Later, after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. So the disciples discovered, found out that they did not bring any bread. And they knew that Jesus was going to get hungry. And they were on the lake. Okay, no place to buy bread. And uh, they, they found that out before Jesus even spoke. So they were already saying, uh-oh. We forgot bread. We forgot bread. Why didn't you bring the bread? We forgot. Why will you blame me? Oh, no, you forgot bread. Okay, okay. What if Jesus gets hungry? And then Jesus starts to talk about bread. Jesus starts to talk about the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they began to argue with each other. And, of course, they passed the blame. Not me, Jesus. It's Bartholomew. What do you mean, Bartholomew? It's Thomas. And, and, and they started to argue because... No, sorry, Jesus, we didn't bring bread. Oh, no, oh, no, Jesus, forgive us. We'll continue. Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, you have so little faith, guys. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Look, it's like two people talking to each other in different frequencies. Jesus was talking about yeast of the Pharisees, and they were actually talking about physical bread. And this was the reply of Jesus. How, how will you think that I'm talking about physical bread? And he said, don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with five loaves and the baskets of leftovers you picked up? Or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up? Why can't you understand that I'm not talking about bread? Jesus was saying, you worry about bread? Just in the recent past, I fed 5,000, even if we did not have bread. I fed 4,000, and you have seven baskets left, seven baskets full. And how do you think, and how can you think, and how can you be afraid that we don't have bread when you know that I am the bread? I am the bread of life. Jesus was saying, look, look, I'm not talking about that kind of bread. I'm not talking about bread. So again, I say, and he's, he, he proceeded to prove his point. He pursued his point. 
So again, I say, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then at last, they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast in bread, but about the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then finally, they understood. They were talking, Jesus was talking about the puffed up pride of Pharisees and Sadducees. And this was what prevented them from seeing the work of Jesus, from seeing and appreciating Jesus for who he really is. Friends, beware of the yeast. You know what? Um, this pandemic has brought out uh, uh, titos and titas who, who, who like to bake bread. And uh, maybe uh, because of the pandemic, the Obe Pandesal became so famous. And you know what? When you're trying to make bread, you you mix you make the dough and, and 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 if your dough is this big you put some yeast into that and let it rest for a while let it rest for a while you don't put too much yeast because because that that little amount of yeast will be able to um will be able to uh, uh puff that dough up you know if you leave it and maybe overnight and then next morning you will see that the dough that was this big is already this big and Jesus was saying, be careful, because pride is like that yeast. Pride can puff you up. A little, just a little pride can puff you up. Okay? Yeast, it's a little bit of evil. It's a little bit of evil. Never underestimate the power of that little bit of evil. That's why Jesus said, test all spirits. Okay? Now, if you allow that little bit of evil get into your heart, and then you will be puffed up, and then you will not see my work. You will not see what I am doing. That's pride. That's pride. And uh, you, you know that you know that you cannot live, survive without Jesus. But but because of pride, because we're so scared to admit that we need Jesus, we're so proud to say that I'm a needy person. Yes, I need God. God, I cannot live without you. Friends, today is the day that you can stop faking it. If in your heart you know that you need God, if in your heart you know that you're desperate, you're scared, you're not certain about the future, but you don't want to come to Jesus because maybe in your image or in your perspective, it might come across as weakness. St. Paul was praying to Jesus and pleading with Jesus that he removed the thorn on his side. And what did Jesus say? St. Paul. Paul wanted Jesus to take it away. But what did Jesus say? I will not take it away, but I will give you grace. My grace is sufficient for you. For it is when you're weakest, that is the time when I am the strongest. Sometimes God will allow you to get to, to go down to your weakest point so that he can show his power so that you can see that you need Jesus. Stop faking it and don't be like the emperor who faked it, who pretended and who said that the show must go on because what will other people say about me? The show doesn't have to go on. You can stop right now. Humble yourself. 
Let's humble ourselves. Let's get down on our knees. Let's get down on our knees and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I am blind. Lord, just say I'm blind. Just say, Lord, I got out. <laughs> Lord, I have internet problems. Say that. Friends, don't let pride stop you from seeing the beautiful things. Don't let pride stop you from seeing and experiencing God's embrace. Because if you humble yourself, God will lift you up. Don't wait for the time that God will put you down, will allow you to be brought down so that you will be flat on your back. Because when you're flat on your back, that is the time there's no way to look but up. When you're flat on your back, you have no choice but to look up. Friends, if you need Jesus right now, if you think you need Jesus right now, I invite you to pray with me. We will not let pride steal from us the opportunity to see the wonders of God's goodness. Let's humble ourselves. Say, Lord, I need you. Humble ourselves and say, Lord, I cannot do it without you. Let's not fake it anymore. In this pandemic, if you want to survive, you have to admit that you need Jesus to survive. Can I pray for you? Can I ask you to close your hands and put your hands, and I ask you to put your hands over your chest as a sign that you're asking Jesus to really come into your heart. Lord, today, Lord God, we set aside our pride. We let go of our pride. Today, Lord God, we pray that you bring us to that place where we can see your power. Father, we pray from a position of humility. We kneel before your throne, for there is no other name on earth, under the earth, above the earth, that is given to us but the name of Jesus. And unto the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And Father, we bow before you today. Jesus, we bow before you and we confess that you are Lord. Maybe, Lord, I haven't asked you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I do that today. Say this with me. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for forgiving me for all my sins. Thank you for taking them away. Thank you for your grace that makes me righteous unto Jesus Christ. Forgive me all my sins. I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive your mercy. I receive my salvation today. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, be the Lord and Savior of my life. Sit at the center of my life. From this day forward, you are now King. You are now Lord. I yield my pride at the foot of your cross and embrace your gracious humility. This is my prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. 
Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.